One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, this is Kieran Tierney. Welcome to the latest edition of Arsenal Audio Programme. Arsenal vs Leeds United FA Cup Third Round Emirates Stadium Monday, January the 6th, 2020 7.56pm Contents Head Coach Captain Voice of Arsenal Numbers Game Academy FA Cup Record History Community My Story Arsenal Family Women Support services, visitors, match action, Arsenal versus Manchester United, teams. Mikel Arteta. Wednesday's win has set the standards to be maintained. There's only one place to start these notes, and that's with Wednesday's 2-0 win over Manchester United. I was very pleased with the performance on the night, but I'm even more pleased with the result, because it's something we desperately needed. At the end of the day, we're getting judged by results, and that result is going to give the players a massive lift in terms of confidence. They can play against any opponent in this league and be better than them dominate them and compete against them and that's something that in my opinion for many weeks they haven't been doing together. What we're trying to create isn't just words it's actually happening and you can see it happening out there. The players will have felt that in the game and that generates more belief going forward. All of the things that we demanded and wanted to see on the pitch actually happened. It wasn't our plan to sit back in the second half, I have to admit, but at the moment we are suffering a little bit to maintain the intensity we had in the first half. I think it will come because it's part of the process and the way we train, but at the moment we don't have much time to do so. We didn't plan to see the game out in that way, but at the same time I really liked the resilience we showed and the fact that they all suffered together. When they have to defend deeper, I want to see them react by fighting harder and reacting positively, rather than getting annoyed with each other when someone gives the ball away. It was a positive reaction, and everyone was tracking back, so I am pleased with that aspect of the game as well. I think we have some really good role models at the football club, 
And I think when we install a good culture and a good way of living together, more will come up. They just need a good platform, support and guidance. And that's why we're here. As for tonight's game and our opponents, Leeds United, there's one particular moment that instantly comes to mind. Thierry's return to Emirates Stadium. I was a player here at the time, and I remember in that January window he was with New York, and we were a little bit short of options up top. He was a real boost for everybody at the club, because a player of his stature was only going to add quality, experience and belief to our team. It was really good to have Thierry with us, and for me personally, it was an honour to play with him. I'll never forget that goal. He came on as a substitute and it was Alex Song who played the through ball from midfield. Thierry bent his run from the left wing and curled the ball into the far right corner, as he always used to do. The reaction to that goal was genuinely amazing. It was like the stadium was falling apart. The FA Cup will always have a special place in my heart too, as it was the first trophy I won at Arsenal. When Hull scored to make it 2-0, I genuinely couldn't believe it. I kept asking myself, this cannot be happening, surely, because I was so desperate to win and in the space of 10 minutes we found ourselves in the most ridiculous situation. But then Santi pulled one back and Laurent equalised late on, taking the game to extra time. Aaron eventually scored the winner in stoppage time and looking back it probably couldn't have ended in a better way. That turnaround was amazing and it's a game I'll never forget. Thierry's return, winning FA Cups, winning titles, those kinds of moments are why we're here and why people go to Emirates Stadium. You come here to have enjoyment, to have special moments to remember and share with friends and family. I know how the crowd can transform a player from playing with fear to playing with complete confidence. That same player can be hesitant on the ball and struggling to play to their full potential. Or they can have that extra belief in themselves and look amazing. So you, the fans, are so important. We need to generate more of those special moments now. And we need every last one of you to help us. Enjoy the game. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. The skipper was delighted with every aspect of Wednesday's win. The year 2020 could not have started any better. I think we would all agree, players, staff and fans, that Wednesday night was something special. First of all, because it felt so good to be back to winning ways. We got close against Chelsea and the way we lost was cruel. We were very disappointed by the result, despite the positive performance in the first half. But we picked ourselves up and we went again against Manchester United. We really wanted to show that all the hard work we've put in since the head coach arrived would finally pay off. The win arrived at home. We were so happy. I put the music back on after the game in the dressing room and it felt so good. It was a big game because it was against Manchester United and because we didn't want to miss out on another opportunity to close the gap on them a bit. We knew that Chelsea had dropped points earlier that day and that Tottenham and Wolves had lost as well. It was our chance to make a statement and really kick off this new era and we did just that. We were very solid and well organised and we played with a lot of intensity. The manager has been very clear about what he wants from us. 
whoever you are, if you don't give everything and don't have the right attitude, then you're out of the team. That's not negotiable. He was very demanding in what he wants us to do, tactically as well. It's great. We enjoyed fighting for each other, putting pressure on the opponents and attacking with a lot of movement. The season has been tough so far, but we're not where we should be in the table. This is not our place. I really hope that this win will be the start of our recovery and that we can have a very strong second half in the season. You can tell that the whole squad feels so positive and encouraged by the last three games. We're ready to give everything and have had the bad period we just had alongside Michael Arteta's arrival and his message has brought us closer together as a squad. I was delighted for Nicolas Pepe. It was his mum's birthday on New Year's Day and she can be proud of him. We all can be. He was outstanding and that's why we signed him. He is an incredible talent who only needs a bit of time to adapt to a new chapter in his career. Now he has kicked off his Arsenal season and he won't look back. I really hope that you were proud of us after the United game. I'm sure you can see what we're trying to do on the pitch and that you can see the improvement in our performance and how it has materialised with a deserved win on Wednesday. The atmosphere was exceptional. When you're on the pitch and you can feel the crowd roaring after every run, every tackle, every duel and after every chance, it gives you such a boost mentally. The Emirates feels like a fortress. You were our 12th man and I felt like Manchester United could have played for hours and they would never have scored. I really hope it would be until the end of the season. Altogether, we can have a great 2020. We need to be united more than ever. Tonight, we enter a new competition. And we have a bit of a love story with the FA Cup. We have won it more than any other club in England and we place a lot of importance on it again this season. We want to win it. And I would love to lift the FA Cup at Wembley. First, we need to beat Leeds. It will be a tricky game. They are top of the table in the Championship from Marcelo Bisa. I know him well from his time in France at Marseille and Lille. He is a very special manager who has inspired and influenced many other top managers. They play with a lot of intensity and they put a lot of effort in as well as being a very talented team. We can't take that game for granted. We need to put a good run of results together now, whatever the competition, so we can build on the Man United game by producing a similar performance against Leeds and then at Crystal Palace next weekend. Finally, I would like to react to some of the rumours that are going around about me and the media. People are making up stories and they should focus on what's happening on the pitch. They talk too much and it does my head in. I am the Arsenal captain. I love this club. I am committed to it and I'm desperate to bring it back to the top where it belongs. Voice of Arsenal. Road to Wembley. The road to Wembley starts today and if tonight's game is still level after 90 minutes, there will not be extra time but we will head to Elland Road for a replay on the week beginning January the 13th. The tie will then be settled that night after extra time and penalties if required. Either way, the draw for the fourth round will take place before tonight's match here at Emirates Stadium. Arsenal or Leeds United will be ball 28. 
The fourth round matches will take place on the weekend of January the 25th and 26th. Eyes on the prize. Forgetting the magic and drama of the FA Cup, one of the biggest positives of the competition is the prize money up for grabs. For many smaller sides in the competition, such funds can make a real difference to the financial situation of the club and provide an added incentive to win as the competition goes on. So, what can be won in the FA Cup? Extra preliminary round winners, 184, £2,250. Losers receive £750. Preliminary round winners, 160 £2,890. Losers receive £960. First round qualifying winners, 116 £4,500. Losers receive £1,500. Second round qualifying winners, 80 £6,750. Losers receive £2,250. Third round qualifying winners, 40, 11,250. Losers receive 3,750. Fourth round qualifying winners, 32, 18,750 pounds. Losers receive 6,250 pounds. First round proper winners, 40, 36,000 pounds. Second round proper winners, 20, 54,000 pounds. Third round proper winners, 32, £135,000. Fourth round proper winners, 16, £180,000. Fifth round proper winners, 8, £360,000. Quarter final winners, 4, £720,000. Semi final winners, 2, £1,800,000. Semi final losers, 2, £900,000. Final runners-up, won £1,800,000. Final winners, won £3,600,000. Amounts are per club in each round. The numbers represent the number of winning clubs per round. Get well soon, Callum. As you may have heard by now, Callum Chambers has been ruled out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. The defender sustained the injury during the match against Chelsea on Sunday, December the 29th, and after tests it was confirmed that he ruptured the anterior cruciate ligament of his left knee. Callum had successful surgery in London on Thursday, January the 2nd, and the rehabilitation process has now started. It is expected to take between six to nine months. We are sure all fans will be supporting Callum in his rehab and let's hope to see him back on the pitch as soon as possible. Prog Fact The first ever encounter between tonight's two teams in the FA Cup came on March the 4th, 1950, when, as now, Leeds United were in the second tier. In a close-fought quarter-final, Reg Lewis, as so often occurred that season, made the difference with the only goal of the game. Arsenal went on to win their third FA Cup, Lewis scoring both goals in a 2-0 win for Tom Whittaker's team over Liverpool in the Wembley final, making it five goals for Reg in that season's competition. Ref Watch Our referee this evening is the experienced Anthony Taylor from Withershaw, Manchester. 
The 41-year-old has been appointed to 530 fixtures to date, showing 1,794 yellow cards and 101 red cards, 45 double bookings. Taylor started refereeing in the North Premier League from 2002 to 2004 before being given a chance to take control of conference matches. It took only two years to gain a further promotion and officiate in the Football League for the first time. In his fourth season of refereeing in the Football League, Taylor was given his first opportunity to work in the top flight when taking charge of Fulham's 1-0 win over Portsmouth in February 2010. He's since officiated 33 Arsenal fixtures, with us winning 18, drawing 10 and losing 5. We remain undefeated in the FA Cup when Taylor has officiated us, defeating Lincoln City 5-0 in the 2017 quarter-final and then beating Chelsea 2-1 in the 2017 final at Wembley Stadium. Gary Bezik and Adam Nunn will accompany Taylor to Emirates Stadium as assistant referees, while Kevin Frand is the fourth official. Stuart Atwell is the designated video assistant referee, with Mark Perry as additional video assistant referee. Take a minute. It's an unusual kick-off time tonight, for a very good reason. The Football Association have decided that all Emirates FA Cup third-round ties will be delayed by one minute to encourage fans to take a minute to think about looking after their mental health. There's more in this programme about it. Matchball sponsor. Tonight's matchball sponsor is Connor Brosnan, who is celebrating his 21st birthday. Truly a once-in-a-lifetime event for a lifelong Arsenal fan who's hoping for another Wembley Cup final. Enjoy the game, Connor. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. Above and Beyond Congratulations to Rory Halloran, who was our super salesman at our match against Chelsea recently. Thanks for your fine efforts, Rory. Hope you like your new pair of Adidas trainers. Please let us know if you think one of our programme sellers deserves an above and beyond accolade. Email us at program at arsenal.co.uk Adidas Baggett in every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner, Adidas, are giving away small duffel bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Who captained the side when we last took on Leeds United in the FA Cup? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at AFC Programme. All entries to us by Friday, January the 17th, please. One entry per person. Next stop, UWCL quarterfinals. We have received the key details for our Women's Champions League quarterfinal clash with PSG. The first leg will be played at Meadow Park on Wednesday, March the 25th, with kick-off taking place at 7.30pm.
The return leg will be played at Star Jean Bois on Wednesday, April the 1st, with kick-off at 7pm UK time. This draw follows the impressive 13-2 aggregate victory over Slavia Prague in the last 16, where Joe Montemurra's side ran out 5-2 winners at Sinebo Stadium before cruising to an 8-0 victory at home. Vivian Maidima scored seven over both legs. Top of the charts. Vivian Maidima finished 2019 as the highest-scoring top-level women's player in world football. The Netherlands international has enjoyed the best goal-scoring year of her career to date, helping us to win the Barclays FA Women's Super League title for the first time in seven years, in addition to guiding Netherlands to the final of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Maidima scored a total of 11 goals in the second half of the 2018-19 season, before adding a further 26 goals to her club tally between September the 12th and December the 15th. 22 of those goals arrived in the WSL, while 5 and 10 were scored in the Continental Cup and UEFA Women's Champions League, respectively. She also scored an impressive 16 goals in just 19 matches for the Netherlands. Individual accolades include winning the 2018-19 WSL Golden Boot, being named as the PFA WSL Player of the Year, and becoming Netherlands' all-time leading goalscorer. The Addy Years Last time we played Leeds in Adidas, December the 18th, 1993, and it didn't end well. Gary McAllister put Leeds ahead at Allen Road on 21 minutes, only for Kevin Campbell to glance in John Jensen's header, but the home team grabbed a winner on the hour mark when skipper Tony Adams headed into his own net. Interestingly, Leeds are one of the few big clubs not to have worn Adidas in their history. Numbers game. Win the match ball. Mitre. Is your number up? This is your actual chance to take home the actual match ball used in tonight's game. Listen to the PA at half time when the number will be announced. If it matches the one on the back of your programme, the match ball is yours. And that's not all. To make the prize extra special, the ball will be presented to you by a member of the first team squad. And there's more. Every numbers game winner also gets a free stadium tour. So be sure to check your numbers. If you're the winner, please head to the media entrance next to the armory after the game where an Arsenal representative will be waiting for you. Stadium Tours and Museum Your prize also includes two stadium tour tickets for every winner. You've experienced the matchday atmosphere, so now is your chance to go behind the scenes with the Emirates Stadium Tour. Take your seat in the changing room, walk down the tunnel, sit in the dugout and explore the Arsenal Museum. For more info, please visit www.arsenal.com forward slash tours. Good luck. This concludes Numbers Game. Arsenal Academy Young Gun, Folarin Balogun Around the Academy, Tyrese Steps Up Remember, Neil Kilkenny
at AFC Programme. Young Gun, talking to Aidan Small, Folarin Balligan. The Basics, born July 3rd, 2001. Joined Arsenal, aged 11. Height and weight, 5 foot 11 inches, 79 kilograms. Position, attacker. Boots, Adidas Nemesis. School, Cannon Palmer. During the off-season, I knew that the under-23s was going to be really physical, so I worked really hard on making myself stronger to prepare for the next challenge. But as I've come into the under-23s, I don't actually think that the physicality is the biggest thing. I believe that if you're sharper with your thought process and technique, you can still play the same way that you normally do. That's one thing I've noticed. I haven't had to change a lot. I've just had to make sure that what I'm already doing is even sharper and quicker. I rolled my ankle earlier in the season, so right now I'm trying my best to stay on top of it and strengthen it every day. It was frustrating to get injured after making a promising start to the season, but that's football and I couldn't allow it to drag me down. Instead, I used that time to work on other relevant parts of my body so that when I was back fit, I could jump straight back into it, having improved myself in other areas. I'm feeling really confident at the moment because I feel like last season was my marker in terms of really kicking on and developing at the club. It seemed like every game I was able to carve open at least one or two golden chances for myself, and that's exactly what you want as a striker. It was a really good season for all of us because at the start of the year we set down some markers of what we wanted to achieve and that was obviously to win the league because I don't think it had been done in a while prior to us doing it. As the season went on, after every game we knew that it was becoming more and more achievable with teams around us dropping points and losing games. We knew around the halfway point that if we kept up our form we could do something special and that's exactly what we did. The one game that really stands out to me is Reading away near the end of the season when we won 8-0. I scored four goals and we were absolutely ruthless as a team that day. Matt Smith was a big part of my goal-scoring form last season. We've been good friends ever since I came to the club and he knows my strengths and I know his, so it fits perfectly when we get out on the pitch together. I operate off triggers from my teammates to find goal-scoring chances. Until the midfielder gets the ball, I wouldn't say I'm even active in the game and it may look like I'm not interested or focused, but I'm actually trying to subtly put myself in the right position. And then as soon as the midfielder gets the ball on the half turn, I'm peeling off my defender. It's mainly instinct now, but I have picked up a few tips from coaches along the way to improve it. I guess one of those coaches could be Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He's already given me so many tips and tricks about timing my runs, finishing and so on, and it's always such a valuable experience to join in with first team training. One of the big things he told me was to always stay calm, because when you're tense and overthinking, that's when mistakes start to creep into your game. It sounds like such a simple thing, but it's something you've really got to listen to when it's coming from him. Funnily enough, I was actually able to apply that advice only the other week. 
When I played Dinamo Zagreb with the under-23s, I missed a penalty, and obviously my first instinct was frustration and thinking that I'd ruined my game. But then I remembered what he told me about staying calm and allowing things to flow. Later in the game, I received a lofted pass and things seemed to go into slow motion for me as I brought the ball down perfectly with my first touch and provided the assist for Tyrese. Orba was right. As for tonight's game, I'm looking forward to seeing Eddie back at Emirates Stadium. Eddie is obviously one of the best strikers around in his age group and we've all seen what he can do now. Whenever I look at his achievements, I'm really proud for him, but it also gives me the extra motivation to get in the first team myself. He's a real inspiration to the lads around the academy. Folarin Balogun The Lowdown Earliest memory of football Playing in the cage with my brother and friends Who got me into football? My brother! We used to play in the streets and he always used to tell me I was good enough to be a pro. First footballer I looked up to. Ronaldinho. Best friend in football. Elijah Dixon Bonner. Liverpool under 23. Team I supported growing up. Arsenal. Biggest influence. My family. Best goal of all time. Ronaldinho versus Chelsea. The one where he's dancing. Best goal I've ever scored. Pre-season versus Barnet. Left foot shot straight into the top corner. Best player I've faced. Obama Young. Best game I've ever had. Reading away last season. Four goals in 70 minutes. About me. Favourite footballer of all time. Ronaldinho. If I could be any footballer, I'd be Neymar. Favourite follow on Instagram. Lil Baby. Favourite musician. Lil Baby. Best football attribute. Scoring goals. One thing I need on an away day. Pack some sweets. One thing I want to do. Win the Ballon d'Or. If I wasn't a footballer, table tennis player. Player I look up to the most. Obama Young. Player who's shaped my game. Obama Young. Best thing about being at Arsenal. Living in London. Around the academy. Who will make it? Me. Most skills in their locker. Me. Best passing range. Matt Smith. Best touch. Zach Swanson. Best double-footed. Tyrese John Jules. Would be the best manager. Trey Coyle. Most committed, Mark McGuinness.
Strongest, Joseph Alowu. Joseph Alowu. Joseph Olowu. Captain Material, Robbie Burton. Rate yourself. Pace, eight out of ten. Dribbling, seven out of ten. Passing, seven out of ten. Shooting, eight out of ten. Defending, two out of ten. Physical, six out of ten. Academy alumni. Neil Kilkenny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ex-Arsenal Academy and Leeds United player Neil Kilkenny is enjoying life back in Australia with Perth glory, with the club flying high in the A-League table. Kilkenny was born in Enfield, but moved to Australia when he was four. He returned to the UK aged 11 to boost his chances of making it as a professional footballer and joined our academy soon after. He graduated to our under-19s but failed to make a first-team appearance before moving to Birmingham City. Kilkenny moved on loan to Oldham on three separate occasions while contracted to the Blues and made 26 appearances for the Midlands club before moving permanently, to Leeds United. The central midfielder joined the Yorkshire club in 2008-2009, but missed out on promotion to the championship at the end of the season. However, during the 2009-2010 campaign, he played an integral part to the club's success that saw them finish second in League One. After one season in the championship, Kilkenny joined Bristol City, and scored his first goal for the Robins against his former club at Elland Road. After initially leaving for Preston North End on loan, his deal was made permanent in 2014. 
the Australia international, who has 14 caps, then played a part in another League One promotion as he played the full match in the 2015 playoff final victory against Swindon Town. In July 2017, Kilkenny returned to Australia to join Melbourne City. His impressive performances during 2017-2018 earned him their Player of the Year award. Then, after being released in January 2018, the midfielder joined Perth Glory and scored his first goal for the club against Melbourne City in a 2-1 victory. This season, he has scored one goal and registered three assists at the time of writing. Good luck with the rest of the season, Neil. Academy News Tyrese tastes the first team. Under-23's striker Tyrese John Jules was on the bench for our 2-1 defeat against Chelsea. This was the first time the 19-year-old had been included in the first-team squad this season and the first time he has ever been in a Premier League 18. John Jules has been in good form for our under-23s so far this season after overcoming an injury early on in the campaign. He has scored five goals in 11 Premier League 2 appearances and registered two assists. In our under-23s final match of 2019, the forward scored a last-gasp winner against Dinamo Zagreb in the PL International Cup to secure a 3-2 victory. Congratulations, Tyrese. We hope this trip to the Emirates is the first of many. Ben Sheaf's Doncaster draw with Accrington Ben Sheaf made his 23rd appearance for Doncaster Rovers as they were held to a draw with Accrington Stanley. John Taylor had given the hosts the lead and the Yorkshire outfit looked set for three points until off Randes and Zala netted the equalising goal late on. Sheaf has impressed so far during his loan spell at the Keep Moat Stadium and has scored one goal in League One while registering two assists. His first goal for the club came in a 7-1 route against Southend United away from home. FA Youth Cup date confirmed. We can now confirm that our FA Youth Cup fourth round fixture will be played as follows. Arsenal under-18s versus Southampton under-18s. Thursday, January the 9th, 2020. Kick-off, 7pm. Venue, Boreham Wood FC. Harry Clark signs new contract. Harry Clark put pen to paper on a new contract at the club in December. The central defender has featured prominently throughout our youth teams and has been rewarded with a new deal after taking to life well in the under-23s. The 18-year-old, who joined us from Ipswich Town when he was 14, has featured 11 times in the Premier League 2 so far this season as Steve Bold's side made a strong start to the season. Clark captained the side in Robbie Burton's absence as we kept our first clean sheet of the season in the 1-0 victory against Southampton. Well done, Harry. You're going from strength to strength. Ose Tutu features for VFL Bochum. Jordi Ose Tutu was a second-half substitute as VFL Bochum lost 3-2 at home to Jan Regensburg last weekend. Sebastian Stolz and Andreas Albers fired the visitors into a two-goal lead before Silver Mbusi pulled a goal back before half-time. 
Stolz regained the two-goal advantage after Andreas Gapel was shown a red card after 54 minutes. Osei Tutu came on after 78 minutes and made an instant impact as Anthony Losila gave the hosts hope of claiming a point by scoring with seven minutes left to play. However, Jan Regensburg held on for the victory after some impressive defending. Unlucky, Jord. Keep up the good work. The Breakdown. Reserves and Youths. Under-23 Premier League 2 fixtures 2019-2020. 7pm kickoff unless stated. Monday, August 12th. Away, Blackburn Rovers. 3-1. Friday, August 16th. Home, Brighton and Hove Albion. 2-1. Friday, August 23rd. Home, Everton. 2-2. Friday, August 30th. Away, Derby County, 2-2. Saturday, September 14th. Home, Leicester City, 2-1. Friday, September 20th. Away, Wolverhampton Wanderers, 2-2. Saturday, September 28th. Home, Liverpool, 2-2. Friday, October 18th. Away, Chelsea, 1-3. Saturday, October 26th, away, Manchester City, 12pm, 1-1. Friday, November 1st, away, Tottenham Hotspur, 3-1. Saturday, November 23rd, home, Southampton, 1-0. Friday, December 6th, home, Blackburn Rovers, 3-1. Friday, December 13th, away, Brighton and Hove Albion, Nil one. Monday, January sixth, home, Derby County. Monday, January thirteenth, away, Everton. Monday, February twelfth, away, Liverpool, one p.m. Monday, February seventeenth, home, Chelsea, one p.m. Friday, February twenty-eighth, home, Manchester City. Friday, March 13th, home, Tottenham Hotspur. Monday, April 6th, away, Southampton. Friday, April 17th, away, Leicester City. Friday, May 1st, home, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Under-18s Premier League South fixtures 2019-2020. 11am kickoff, unless stated. Saturday, August 10th, home, Chelsea, 1-2. Saturday, August 17th, away, Aston Villa, 5-1. Saturday, August 24th, away, West Ham, 1-1. Saturday, August 31st, home, Southampton, 0-1. Saturday, September 14th, away, Leicester City, 0-1. Saturday, September 21st, home, Brighton and Hove Albion, 12pm, 3-6. Saturday, September 28th, away, Wolves, under-18 League Cup, 3-0. Saturday, October 5th, away, Reading, 1-0. 
Saturday, October 19th. Home, Tottenham Hotspur, 2-2. Saturday, October 26th. Home, Blackburn, Under-18s League Cup, 2-3. Saturday, November 9th. Away, Fulham, 2-2. Saturday, November 23rd. Home, Chelsea, Under-18s League Cup, 1-2. Wednesday, December 18th. Away, Cheltenham Town, FA Youth Cup, 0-0. One penalty shootout. Saturday, January 4th. Away, Chelsea. Saturday, January 11th. Home, Aston Villa, 12pm. Tuesday, January 18th. Away, Southampton, 11.30am. Thursday, January 19th. Home, Southampton, FA Youth Cup. Saturday, February 1st. Home, West Ham United. Saturday, February 22nd. Home, Leicester City. Saturday, February 1st. Home, West Ham United. Saturday, February 22nd. Home, Leicester City, 11.30am. Friday, February 29th. Away, Brighton and Hove Albion, 12pm. Saturday, March 14th. Home, Reading. Saturday, March 21st. Away, Tottenham Hotspur. Saturday, April 4th. Home, Fulham. Saturday, April 18th. Away, Swansea City. Saturday, April 25th. Home, Norwich City, 12pm. TBA, home, Swansea City. Premier League International Cup Fixtures 2019-2020. 7pm kickoff. Wednesday, November 27th. Home, Villarreal, 3-0. Tuesday, December 17th. Home, Dinamo Zagreb, 3-2. Thursday, January 9th. Home, Leicester City. Leasing.com Trophy Fixtures 2019-2020. Tuesday, August 27th. Away, Northampton Town, 1-1. Lost penalty shootout. Tuesday, October 1st. Away, Peterborough United, 0-1. Tuesday, November 5th, away, Cambridge United, 1-1. One penalty shootout. PL2 Division 1 League Table 2019-2020. Derby County, played 13-1-7, drawn 4 Lost 2. Goals 4, 27. Goals against, 20. Goal difference, 7. Points, 25. Chelsea, played 12, won 6, drawn 6, lost none. Goals 4, 24. Goals against, 14. Goal difference, 10. Points, 24. Arsenal, played 12, won 6, drawn 5, lost 2, Goals for 24, goals against 18, goal difference 6, points 23. 
Leicester City played 13, won 6, drawn 4, lost 3, goals 4, 22, goals against 15, goal difference 7, points 22. Brighton and Hove Albion played 13, won 6, drawn 1, lost 6, goals for 26, goals against 21, goal difference 5, points 19. Tottenham Hotspur played 13, won 5, drawn 2, lost 6, goals for 23, goals against 24, Goal difference, minus one. Points, 17. Liverpool. Played 13. Won four. Drawn five. Lost four. Goals for 24. Goals against 32. Goal difference, minus eight. Points, 17. Everton. Played 12. Won four. Drawn four. Lost 4. Goals 4, 23. Goals against 21. Goal difference 2. Points 16. Blackburn Rovers. Played 13. Won 4. Drawn 2. Lost 7. Goals 4, 21. Goals against 22. Goal difference minus 1. Points 14. Manchester City. Played 13. Won 3. Drawn 3, lost 7. Goals 4, 19. Goals against 22. Goal difference, minus 3. Points, 12. Wolves, played 13. Won 2, drawn 5, lost 6. Goals 4, 17. Goals against 23. Goal difference, minus 6. Points, 11. Southampton, played 13. Won three, drawn one, lost nine. Goals for 18, goals against 36. Goal difference, minus 18. Points, 10. Premier League Under-18s League Table South, 2019-2020. Chelsea, played 11, won nine, drawn two, lost none. Goals for 33, goals against 14. Goal difference, 19. Points, 29. Fulham, played 11, won 8, drawn 3, lost none. Goals for 38, goals against 14. Goal difference, 24. Points, 27. West Ham United, played 12, won 7, drawn 3, lost 2. Goals for 37, goals against 22. Goal difference, 15. Points, 24. Brighton and Hove Albion. Played 10, won 7, drawn 2, lost 1. Goals for 26, goals against 16. Goal difference, 10. Points, 23. Leicester City. Played 10, won 4, drawn 2, lost 4. Goals for 16, goals against 17. Goal difference, minus 1. Points, 14. Southampton, played 11, won 4, drawn none, lost 7. Goals 4, 17, goals against 25. Goal difference, minus 8. Points, 12. 
Reading played 11, won 3, drawn 2, lost 6. Goals 4, 19. Goals against 23. Goal difference minus 4. Points 11. Tottenham Hotspur played 10, won 3, drawn 1, lost 6. Goals 4, 23. Goals against 24. Goal difference minus 1. Points 10. Aston Villa played 11, won 3, drawn 1, lost 7. Goals 4, 17. Goals against 26. Goal difference minus 9. Points 10. <clears throat> Arsenal played 9, won 2, drawn 3, lost 4. Goals 4, 15. Goals against 16. Goal difference minus 1. Points 9. Norwich City played 11, won 1, drawn 3, lost 7. Goals 4, 21, goals against 37. Goal difference minus 16. Points 6. Swansea City played 11, won 1, drawn 2, lost 8. Goals 4, 18, goals against 46. Goal difference minus 28. Points 5. The full record, the FA Cup. This is our 121st participation in the FA Cup. We have lifted the trophy a record 13 times. We've played 443 games. We've won 245. We've drawn 93. We've lost 105. Qualifying rounds. 31 played. 19 won. 9 drawn. 3 losses. The most FA Cup final wins. At number 1 is Arsenal with 13 wins. Number 2, Manchester United, 12 wins. At number 3, Chelsea with 8 wins. At number 4, Spurs with 8 wins. Number 5, Liverpool, 7 wins. Number 6, Aston Villa, 7 wins. Number 7, Manchester City, 6 wins. Number 8, Newcastle United, 6 wins. At number 9, Blackburn Rovers, six wins. Number 10, Everton, five wins. Number 11, West Bromwich Albion, five wins. Number 12, Wanderers, five wins. The most FA Cup finals, Arsenal, 20. Manchester United, 20. Liverpool, 14. Newcastle, 13. Everton, 13. Chelsea, 13. Aston Villa, 11. West Bromwich Albion, 10. Tottenham Hotspur, 9. Blackburn Rovers, 8. Wolves, 8. Top 10 goal scorers. Number 1, Cliff Bastin, 26. Number 2, Joe Holm, 17. Number three, Alan Sunderland, 16. Number four, John Radford, 15. Number five, Frank Stapleton, 15. Number six, 
Dennis Bergkamp, 14. Number 7, Jimmy Brown, 14. Number 8, Oliver Giroux, 13. Number 9, Reg Lewis, 13. Number 10, Theo Walcott, 12. Your top 10 FA Cup appearances. Number 1, David O'Leary, 70. Number 2, Pat Rice, 67. Number 3, George Armstrong, 60. Number 4, Pete Simpson, 54. Number 5, Tony Adams, 54. Number 6, Lee Dixon, 54. Number 7, Peter Storey, 51. Number 8, David Seaman, 48. Number 9, Patrick Vieira, 48. And number 10, Nigel Winterburn, 47. Magnificent Seven. There have been many memorable encounters between two of England's most famous football clubs. Historian John Sperling recalls seven crackers. FA Cup, fourth round. Arsenal 2, Leeds United 2. January the 25th, 1993. Leeds United 2, Arsenal 3. February the 3rd, 1993. At Highbury, the two sides played out a classic game of two halves. Gary Speed and Lee Chapman put the visitors two up at half-time, but after the break, Ray Parler pulled one back following a slaloming run, and Paul Merson forced a replay thanks to a superlative late strike from just outside the box that levelled the scores against the reigning league champions. At a raucous Allen Road a week later, Alan Smith put the Gunners ahead early in the second half of the replay before Carl Shutt levelled on 70 minutes. Arsenal then fell behind to a thunderous Gary McAllister free kick before Ian Wright did what he did best. Firstly, he squeezed the ball past former and future Gunner John Lukic following a Kevin Campbell flick and then, in the dying seconds of extra time, half volleyed the ball past the home team's goalkeeper to give Arsenal a dramatic 3-2 away win on their path to FA Cup glory in the 1993 FA Cup final. FA Cup third round. Arsenal nil, Leeds United nil, January the 27th, 1991. Leeds United won, Arsenal won, January the 30th, 1991. Arsenal nil, Leeds United nil. February the 13th, 1991. Leeds United 1, Arsenal 2. February the 16th, 1991. Individual moments of brilliance illuminated this marathon series of matches between Howard Wilkinson and George Graham's sides in the early 1990s. David Seaman made a seemingly impossible save to deny Gary McAllister in the first match and a turbocharged sprint and finish saw Anders Limpar keep the Gunners in the tie in the first replay. In the third replay, at an icy Elland Road, the Gunners finally finished off the newly promoted side. Paul Merson skipped inside Mel Sterling's challenge to give Arsenal the lead, and following a neat 1-2 on the edge of the Leeds box, Lee Dixon fired home the winner. FA Cup Final. Leeds United won. Arsenal nil, May the 6th, 1972. 
The centenary final saw Arsenal, the reigning double holders, take on Leeds United, who had secured the Intercity's first cup a year before. Those who hoped that the showpiece occasion would be a high-quality affair were disappointed, however, and there were very few chances. Charlie George, the hero of the previous year's cup final, hit the bar in what was looking to be a defensive stalemate. But then, in the 53rd minute, Mick Jones took on Gunners full-back Bob McNabb around the outside and delivered a pinpoint cross for Alan Clark to head the game's only goal past Gunners goalkeeper Jeff Barnett. Lead skipper Billy Bremner lifted the FA Cup, the only time the Elland Road side have won the trophy. The 1972 final also marked the birth of the famous Leeds, Leeds, Leeds anthem, which was the B-side of the official FA Cup final song. League Division 1 Leeds United won Arsenal 0, April 26, 1971. Don Reeves' side celebrated long into the night following victory on a tense night at a packed Allen Road. Chances between the league's top two were few and far between, but in the dying seconds the ball was stabbed through to Jack Charlton, who neatly sidestepped Gunners goalkeeper Bob Wilson and knocked the ball past him. A desperate Bob McNabb, trying to scoop the ball off the line, inadvertently knocked it into the goal instead. Arsenal players protested furiously to referee Norman Burtonshaw that Charlton was offside when he scored. But after seeing a replay of the goal, Bertie Mee and his charges accepted that the Leeds man was on side. The bookies immediately installed Reeves' team as title favourites, but despite the setback, Arsenal recovered to beat Burnley and Tottenham in their final two matches to pip Leeds to the league title. League Cup second round. First leg, Leeds United won, Arsenal won, August the 29th, 1979. Second leg, Arsenal 7, Leeds United 0. September 4, 1979, aggregate 8-1. Eleven years before this tie, Don Reeves' side had beaten Arsenal 1-0 at Wembley in the League Cup final to secure their first ever trophy, but Terry Neal's side put Jimmy Armfield's side to the sword in spectacular fashion in the late summer of 1979. Following an evenly matched clash at Allen Road, the Gunners ran riot in the second leg in N5, with Cup specialist Alan Sunderland plundering a hat-trick, Liam Brady netting a brace from the penalty spot, and Frank Stapleton and Sammy Nelson completing the rout. Armfield lambasted his side's poor defending, but credited the Gunners for taking every chance they carved out for themselves. Premier League, Arsenal 5, Leeds United 0, April the 16th, 2004. With Arsenal heading for the league title and an unbeaten season, and the visitors descending towards relegation, this memorable Highbury occasion, the last time the two clubs met in a league fixture, was all about the skill and precision of Gunners striker Thierry Henry, despite the fact it was Robert Pires who slammed Arsene Wenger's side ahead following a brilliant Bergkamp pass. Henri made it 2-0 after Michael Dubry's mistake gifted him the ball and then his chipped Panenka penalty spoke volumes about his coolness from the spot. 
After the break, and following sublime passes from Gilberto and Pires, respectively, Henri moved through the gears and simply accelerated through Leeds' crumbling backline to slip the ball past Paul Robinson to notch his third and fourth goals. It was arguably Henri's standout performance in a stellar season. For Leeds' travelling support, it was an occasion and a season to forget. FA Cup third round, Arsenal 1, Leeds United 0, January the 9th, 2012. Despite Leeds United's relegation in 2004 and Thierry Henry's subsequent farewell to Arsenal, that four-goal haul wasn't his final contribution to the rivalry between the two sides. That came, of course, in the 2011-12 FA Cup when the Frenchman, who was back at the Emirates on a short-term loan deal from New York Red Bulls, emerged from the bench to score his 227th and penultimate goal for the club, nearly five years after his 226th. With the two teams locked in a stalemate, Henri replaced Marouane Chamac to delirium in the 68th minute and, soon after, showed the intelligence instilled during his career in North London to pull away from his marker, control Alex Song's incisive pass and slide a shot into the far corner. It was just one man scoring one goal, but for any Arsenal fan who was at Emirates Stadium or watching the game at home, it's one of the most glorious single moments in this club's modern history. Going through the photographs with this report, the captions top to bottom were the most famous moment in an historic rivalry, Thierry Henry returns to score Arsenal's winner in the FA Cup clash with Leeds United in 2012. Ian Wright celebrates levelling the scores in the 1993 FA Cup. Lee Dixon had a big say in deciding the marathon 1991 FA Cup clash. Alan Ball trudges past as Jack Charlton and Norman Hunter celebrate winning the 1972 FA Cup. Peter Storey, Bob McNabb and Frank McClintock use condiments to demonstrate how Leeds scored their crucial winner in April 1971. Thierry Henry scores that goal in January 2012. The Frenchman celebrates after netting a Penenka, the second of his four goals in the 5-0 thumping in April 2004. 35 years in the community. 2019 was yet another memorable year for the department. Take a look at part two of our 2019 review in pictures from the Community Department's Twitter account displaying some of their outstanding work at AFC Community. July, Eddie Rosen. Remembering big Eddie Rosen, who sadly lost his life to meningitis 20 years ago. The Gunners Hockey Project regroup every year in his memory. Hashtag, we are the Arsenal. July, Community Awards. The Community Awards are about to start. Great to see so many of our project participants here with their family members to watch them collect their awards. August, Kicks Tournament. Looks like it's a thumbs up from the youngsters. Hashtag Youth Voice. Thanks again for a great summer. At PL Communities, hashtag PL Kicks. At MPS Camden Youth Engagement and Safer Schools. 
at Camden Council Sports Development at Make Camden Safe. August Bowls, another Emirates Stadium first. Welcome to St Margaret Short Mat Bowls Club from Barnet, who are the first ever visiting team to play bowls here. September CPD. Delighted to host our first CPD event of the season for our team of community coaches today at the At Arsenal Hub. Thanks to At Ministry of Footy and At Arsenal Academy Manager At Mertesacker and his team for supporting the day. October Dad's Stroke Lads Grandad's Dad's and Lads Football Poetry Session today. Part of At Islington Life at Word Islington, Going Places Literary and Arts Festival. October, Cologne. Thank you to all those fans who brought along a donation for Islington Food Bank at Food Bank Understrike N1 before the game on Sunday. Together we collected just under 400 kilograms of donations, 36 crates full. November, Fleet Pitch. The at Premier League trophy and the man that won it without losing a single game at Arsenal legend Robert Pires has joined us at at Fleet Primary as we prepare to unveil their new floodlit 3G pitch. November, player visit. It was all smiles and high fives as the players dropped in to visit our primary stars session at at Wroxham School earlier this week. Hashtag we are the Arsenal. November, Daily Mile. 1,400 schoolchildren, Emirates Stadium at Understrike, the Daily Mile. December, Rainbow Laces. We're proud to be supporting the at Rainbow Laces campaign. Young people from our coaching schemes also took part in a at Stonewall UK education workshop. December, International Disability Day. Through work with some amazing partners, we've had some brilliant opportunities to share in incredible days. Hashtag International Disability Day. My Story. The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund St Joan of Arc Youth Club, which takes place at the Church's Community Centre on Highbury Park. Solomon Bohr, 16 and from Islington, tells us how it's had an impact on his life for more than five years now. Solomon Bow, 16 and from Islington, tells us how it's had an impact on his life for more than five years now. I love to play football, watch football, and I'm trying to become a professional footballer. That isn't easy, but you have to stay focused and positive and pick yourself up when you face disappointments or when most people around you think you're a fantasist. I knew about the youth club because my mum runs it, but it's next to my old primary school, so when I was 11, many of my friends wanted to go. It had floodlights and astroturf, which is amazing for our local community. There's loads of other stuff to do as well. Badminton, table football, air hockey and a games table in the main hall. There's also a pool room with a TV and beanbags where you can just chill. Plus you can have toasties and juice. 
The club also goes on trips and has been boating, but the best bit for me was the football. Ten minute, three aside games, three goals and off, and winner stays on. So it's a perfect mix of fun and competitive. When I got older, I started to volunteer at the club. It was for my Duke of Edinburgh award, but I really enjoyed it and it was a great experience. I'd help to referee the football or supervise the kids playing different sports. We also help out every year at the Senior Citizens Party, where we served food and drink and lots of the kids did singing and dancing. It's a way of us interacting with seniors because many of us in London don't really know many old people. I loved refereeing the football and helping the kids made me realise that I'd love to be a coach to help children get better at football and make a difference in their lives. It really boosted my confidence as a leader. I then got a few jobs coaching younger kids at soccer schools. I was at Charlton Athletic for five years until last summer and I hoped to get signed again and reach the Premier League. I did my GCSEs and did pretty well considering all the training I was doing. Now I'm on a kinetic sports programme and studying A-levels, including sports science, at the Harris Academy. I think it's crucial that clubs help their communities because they have the power to make a big difference. Arsenal certainly have. There are very few youth clubs around now. We have amazing equipment and that keeps kids coming back, but without donations the club wouldn't be able to keep going. For more info, visit www.stjoanofarkparish.co.uk. Has there been a game in which you've played that's been really special because it had family there? Well, for me, the special one was when we scored my first goal for Sampdoria because my cousins and family were over there. I think 10 of them came over and I just decided the night before. So they called me and said that they were on their way, driving through Switzerland and into Italy. They came to see me in the stadium and they saw me score my first goal as a professional. I think it was the winning goal as well. So it's a very special memory for me. And did they watch you in the World Cup when Germany won it against Brazil? No, that was a bit different. I didn't want them to come because it was very difficult security-wise, so I thought they wouldn't be able to focus more if they knew they were watching safely from home. Or I wouldn't have relaxed. Of course, I never knew we would win it, though. And the good thing was a big reception afterwards in Germany, and they were part of that. Did you ever dream or talk about winning the World Cup when you were back in that house in Bebra with 20 members of your family? <laughs> uh, of course you dream. In fact, uh, there was an interview I did with a local newspaper when I was about 12 before I went to Hamburg and I said to them, I want to become a professional footballer and that's the only thing that counts. But you never really think that far. You never think that one day you could play in the Premier League for Arsenal or win the World Cup with Germany. But that's what I had in my head. Whenever you think it's crazy the way it's worked because you have to make so many different decisions along the way. And if you know one of them was different, who knows where you might have been now. Had one of my decisions years ago have been the other way and how different my career would have been? Would it be completely different or still similar, just with different clubs? You never know. I would think about it because I went first into the Premier League team and then went down to the second division in Italy, then got promoted, then went to Valencia, started playing Champions League. You have to make decisions all the time because sometimes you think your career isn't moving in the right direction. But some directions you thought were wrong turned out to be right. Then at the end of the day, you're here 
playing for Arsenal in the best league in the world. You can't really realise it, and it's sad too, because to think it's normal in your life now, but the way you got there, the way that things happen, that you don't want to forget, and one day I would love to write a book about this, because there are some crazy stories in there. Arsenal Women the latest news and results from the Women's Super League champions. Leah's staying put. Leah Walty is our midfield linchpin and was a WSL title winner in her first season with the club. We are delighted to confirm Leah Walty has signed a new long-term deal with the club. The midfielder joined us from Turbina, Portsdam in July 2018, having spent five years with the German Giants. She has been a Switzerland international since 2011 and has 81 caps, having scored five goals for her country, which is five more than she has for Arsenal. There's a good reason for that, mind. Since making her Arsenal debut in a 3-1 Continental Cup win over West Ham in August 2018, Leah has established herself at the heart of our midfield, thanks to a combination of tough, yet perfectly timed tackling, accurate passing and an excellent positioning sense. She became so pivotal so quickly that she registered just one defeat in her first 16 games before suffering injury against Chelsea last January, and she has been in similarly commanding form this term, contributing to eight wins and one draw in ten appearances since her comeback. Keep up the great work, Leah. Viv and Joe up for awards. Congratulations to Vivian Maidima and Joe Montemuro, who have been nominated for the Barclays WSL Player and Manager of the Month awards, respectively, for December. Viv scored 10 goals and weighed in with four assists during the month, while Joe guided us to three league wins out of three, with a goal difference of plus 15, for 17, against two, and of course, they both had a big hand in the 11-1 win over Bristol City, Joe with the tactics, Viv with the six goals and four assists, which broke the record for the biggest WSL win. Join the club. We're proud to be the first women's team to offer exclusive membership and our mid-season offer means you can still get a range of benefits and enjoy plenty of action at Meadow Park, notably our WSL games against Chelsea, Tottenham Hotspur and Manchester United. Benefits include a pass that allows access to all WSL, Continental Cup and FA Cup fixtures, the chance to attend our fan forum and priority access and discounts to exclusive events. Junior members also receive a birthday card, free entry into our mascot ballot and the chance to be part of our junior takeover. And all members receive a pack filled with exclusive merchandise. Mid-season membership costs £45 for adults, £22.50 concessions, plus three ninety five postage per membership. Visit www.arsenal.com slash women. Women back in action. Arsenal returned to action after their short Christmas break with a trip to Birmingham City yesterday. You can find out how they got on by heading to our website, app or social media channels and there will be a full report on their progress in the Sheffield United programme. 
goals update. Our match at Brighton and Hove Albion on Sunday, January the 12th, will now kick off at the earlier time of 12.30pm and will be shown live on the BBC. We still want to see you there, though. Remember what happened last time we played Brighton away? Supporter Services The Supporter Services page lets you know what's new around Emirates Stadium and what we are doing to improve everyone's match day. Fans Forum The forum meets three times a season to discuss all things Arsenal, with senior club officials in attendance at each meeting. All the meetings are minuted, and these can be found at www.arsenal.com forward slash fanzone forward slash supporters dash forum. The second forum of the season will be in February, so get your questions and ideas in early to your representatives. If you have a burning issue, or maybe a great idea that you feel will benefit other supporters, you can also find your representative on that page and the means to contact them. Today's featured rep is Michael Anjos, who is the away scheme representative. My first game was Arsenal versus Coventry City in 1993, and we lost 3-0. Not the greatest of starts, but it didn't put me off. My all-time favourite player is, of course, Dennis Bergkamp. My main aim for the forum this season is to ensure clear communication with other away scheme members and to find ways of approving the scheme for current and future members. Away travel in January and February. There are plenty of trips for our away fans in January. The away fan guides for the clubs we are visiting can be found at the following website addresses. Crystal Palace www.cpfc.co.uk forward slash club forward slash visiting dash selhurst dash park Chelsea www.chelseafc.com forward slash en forward slash tickets dash 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 membership forward slash match day dash information o forward slash general dash admission forward slash visiting dash supporters dash guide Burnley www.burnleyfootballclub.com forward slash content assets forward slash d4fa7826940c49 C four nine O C B D three E six eight nine eight D seven two F six nine A five forward slash visitor dash supporter dash guide dot pdf the guides provide useful information for both first-time visitors and regular attenders at away games updates on useful information on the day of the game can be found at our twitter account at arsenal match day for any fans who wish to travel to the burnley away game the club are running official coaches to this match and the details can be found at www.arsenal.com forward slash tickets forward slash arsenal dash away dash travel dash uk call the arsenal contact center on 020-7619-5003 don't forget to follow the club's match day twitter account at arsenal match day question of the week question 
How many tickets are we obliged to offer to away clubs for the FA Cup? Answer. In all matches preceding the semi-finals, the visiting club has the right to claim up to 15%, up to a maximum of 9,000. In accordance with this, Leeds have requested 8,023 tickets and sold them all. Visitors, Leeds United. Words, Mike Hammond. Championship High Flyers Leeds United visit Emirates Stadium this evening for the first time in eight years. The Yorkshire club's last fixture here was also in the FA Cup third round in 2012 and it ended in a 1-0 defeat with Thierry Henry scoring the late winner. Just 12 months before that, Leeds had also been drawn away to Arsenal in the same round of the competition and were defeated 3-1 in an Elland Road replay after a late Cesc Fabregas penalty had rescued a 1-1 draw for the Gunners in the first game. Those recent memories of facing Arsenal in the FA Cup may be unhappy ones for Leeds followers, but the club's greatest day in the competition came against the Gunners back in 1972, when they beat them 1-0 in the Wembley final, with an Alan Clark goal, to capture the trophy for the only time in their 100-year history. They were finalists also in 1965, 1970 and 1973, but lost to Liverpool, Chelsea and Sunderland respectively. Their last semi-final appearance was in 1987. They have not reached the last eight since 2003. Leeds have been defeated in the third round in each of the past two seasons, going down 2-1 at Newport County in 2018 and by the same score at QPR last year. They've been drawn away from home in 10 of their last 11 ties, the exception coming in the 2016 third round, beating Rotherham 2-0 at Ellen Road. That year, they went out to Watford in round 5, 0-1, the club's most recent FA Cup meeting with Premier League opposition. It remains to be seen what sort of team Leeds boss Marcelo Bielsa will put out this evening, given that the club's main focus right now is on securing a return to the Premier League for the first time in 16 years. They've had a superb season in the Championship so far. Defeated in the playoff semi-finals by Derby last spring, Bielsa's men won seven league games in a row in November and early December, and although they then went three matches without a win, a remarkable 5-4 victory at Birmingham eight days ago put them back on top of the table on goal difference, and they maintained their position with a 1-1 draw at title rivals West Brom on New Year's Day. Leeds' halcyon days were in the late 1960s, early 1970s under Don Revie, but they were also champions of England in 1991 and 1992, the last season before the Premier League started, and qualified for Europe from 1997 to 98 to 2001 to 2002. The club then suffered a dramatic decline, exiting the top flight in 2004 and dropping into the third tier three years later. After three seasons in League One, they returned to the Championship and are now seeking promotion to the Elite for the 10th successive season. Leeds United Fact File Formed, 1919 Stadium, Elland Road Owner, Asser Group Holding Chairman, 
Andrea Radrizani. Record appearance maker, Jack Charlton, 773. Record goal scorer, Peter Lorimer, 238. Instagram followers, 228,000. The Peacocks. Leeds' famous home, Elland Road, was originally named the Old Peacock Ground. As a result, this was one of the reasons behind their old nickname, the Peacocks. Rio's records still stand. The Whites' record transfer fee received was when Manchester United paid £32.5 million for Rio Ferdinand in July 2002. The former England captain still stands as Leeds' club record transfer when they paid £18 million to bring him to Elland Road from West Ham two years previously. Always welcome, Kinnear. Leeds managing director Angus Kinnear will certainly know his way around the director's box this evening. Angus enjoyed close to a decade working for the Gunners, rising to the position of marketing director before leaving for West Ham in 2013, followed by Leeds in the summer of 2017. Between the posts. Number 13, Kiko Casilla, goalkeeper. Born, Alcova, Spain. 2nd of October, 1986. Previously, Real Madrid, CB. Espanol, Cadiz, Loan, Cartagena, Loan, Real Madrid. Signed by Leeds 12 months ago from Real Madrid, Kiko duly replaced Bailey Peacock Farrell as the club's number one goalkeeper and has been a championship ever present this term. Capped once by Spain, he made his name at Espanyol before returning to first club Real Madrid, where he was the backup to Kayla Navas as Los Blancos won three successive UEFA Champions League crowns, making five appearances. The Hot Prospect Number 5. Ben White, Defender Born, Poole, 8th of October 1997 Previously, Brighton, Newport, Lone, Peterborough, Lone. One of several players currently on loan to Leeds from Premier League clubs, Ben belongs to Brighton, but has yet to play for the Seagulls in the Premier League. The 22-year-old centre-back had promising spells on loan at League Two side Newport and League One Peterborough before hitting the ground running at the start of his one-year loan deal at Leeds, winning the Championship Player of the Month award in August. The ex-gunner, number two, Luke Ayling, defender, born, Lambeth, 25th of August, 1991. Previously, Arsenal, Yeovil, Bristol City. Versatile defender Luke began his career here at Arsenal and was a Premier Academy League FA Youth Cup double winner with the youth team in 2008-2009 but he made no first-team appearances before being loaned out to Yeovil, where he eventually signed a permanent deal. He joined Leeds from Bristol City in August 2016 and has been an integral part of the side over the past four seasons, playing predominantly on the right-hand side of a back three. The Stalwart Number 15, Stuart Dallas, midfielder 
Bourne, Cookstown, Northern Ireland, 19th of April, 1991. Previously, Crusaders, Brentford, Northampton, Lone. Normally a winger, 44-cap Northern Ireland international Stewart has also operated as a full-back and in midfield for Leeds, the club he joined from Brentford for a reported 1.3 million fee in August 2015. He passed the landmark of 150 appearances for the club earlier this season, having scored both goals in the second leg of Leeds' playoff defeat to Derby last term. He was also on target with a late equaliser at home to Preston on Boxing Day. Head-to-head, Arsenal versus Leeds United. FA Cup, Arsenal wins 7, Leeds wins 4, draws 7. League Cup, Arsenal wins 1, Leeds wins 1, draws 1. League, Arsenal wins 38, Leeds wins 38, draws 24. Overall, Arsenal wins 46, Leeds wins 41, draws 32. The boss, Marcelo Bielsa. Manager, born July 21st, 1955, Rosario, Argentina. Previously, Newell's Old Boys, 1990-92, Atlas, 1993-95, Club America, 1995-96, Vélez Sarsfield, 1997-98, Espanyol, 1998, Argentina, 1998-2004, Chile, 2007-2011, Athletic Bilbao, 2011-2013, Marseille, 2014-2015, Lazio, 2016, Lille, 2017. One of the game's most eccentric, idiosyncratic and influential coaches, Marcelo was appointed as the Leeds United boss in June 2018 and has already become an iconic figure at the club. Early club successes in his native Argentina with Newell's Old Boys and Vélez Sarsfield preceded a lengthy spell on the international scene, first with Argentina, then with Chile. He subsequently returned to club football in Spain with Athletic Bilbao, leading them to the 2013 Europa League final before brief spells at Marseille, Lazio and Lille. Goals, goals, goals. Legendary Leeds striker John Charles scored 42 league goals in the 1953-54 season. Charles made 308 of appearances across two spells at Elland Road. The Don of Managers Former England manager Don Revie is the club's most successful and longest-serving manager. He won two Old Division I titles, an FA Cup and a League Cup in a spell lasting 13 years. Life of Brian Michael Sheen starred in the film The Damned United, which depicts Brian Clough's ill-fated 44 days as Leeds United manager. The film was nominated for four awards after its release. Legendary Lucas Leeds' most capped player is Lucas Radaby, who played 61 times for South Africa. 
Radaby played 201 times for the club in a spell between 1994 and 2005 and retired at Elland Road. The local lad, number 23, Calvin Phillips, midfielder. Born, Leeds, 2nd of December 1995. Previously, none. Born and bred in the city, Calvin is a one-club Leeds United servant with more than 150 appearances to his name. A central holding midfielder who can also play in defence, the 24-year-old has been dubbed the Yorkshire Perlow by the local fans and has been pivotal to the club's success under coach Marcelo Bielsa. He was named in the championship team of the season last term and almost moved to Aston Villa before signing a new five-year contract with Leeds in September. The Enforcer, number 43, Matthias Klitsch. Midfielder. Born, Tarno, Poland, 13th of June, 1990. Previously, Krakowia, Wolfsburg B, PEC Zwoll, Wolfsburg B, Kaiserslautern, 20, Utrecht, Loan. A much-travelled Poland international midfielder, Mateusz joined Leeds in 2017 from Dutch club FC Twente, but it was not until he had returned from a half-season loan back in the Netherlands of Utrecht that he established himself at Elland Road, his industry and shooting power making him an indispensable figure. Capped 23 times by Poland, the 29-year-old is set to feature this summer at Euro 2020. Up front... Number 9. Patrick Bamford. Attacker. Born. Grantham. 5th of September 1993. Previously. Nottingham Forest. Chelsea. MK Dons. On loan. Derby. Loan. Middlesbrough. Loan. Crystal Palace. Loan. Norwich. Loan. Burnley. Loan. Middlesbrough. A former England youth and under-21 international. Patrick was a Chelsea player for several seasons but never appeared in a senior game for the club, though he has played Premier League football for four other sides, Crystal Palace, Norwich, Burnley and Middlesbrough. A skillful and versatile forward, he joined Leeds from Borough in 2018 and has provided a steady supply of goals, despite missing much of the early part of last season through injury. The Sweet Left Foot Ezjan Alioski Born, Prelep, Macedonia, 12th of February 1992 Previously, Young Boys B, Schaffhausen, Lugano Jani became a Leeds player in July 2017 after a brilliant season in the Swiss Super League with Lugano in which he registered 16 goals and 14 assists Fast, skillful, and highly versatile the 27-year-old left-footer has operated for United in a variety of positions. He amassed 92 appearances in his first two seasons at Elland Road, scoring 14 goals, and has continued to impress this term. He has scored five goals in 33 internationals for North Macedonia. Scouting Report by Michael Cox Leeds' appointment of Marcelo Bielsa 18 months ago must be considered one of the most ambitious, brave and successful decisions of recent years in English football. 
Not only has Bielsa introduced an attractive, attack-minded style of play, he's taken Leeds into a position where promotion to the Premier League seems inevitable and also rejuvenated the club by building an excellent relationship with supporters. Bielsa has long been considered a tactical innovator because of his insistence upon heavy pressing. Pep Guardiola has cited him as a major inspiration. Bielsa first became renowned on the world stage because of his work with Argentina leading up to World Cup 2002, and while that tournament ultimately ended disastrously, he remained an iconic figure. His work with Chile was even more impressive, taking a relative minnow to the World Cup 2010 second round and laying the foundations for two Copa America successes, while he took athletic Bilbao to the Europa League final and also worked wonders at Marseille, always with the same ultra-energetic, high-tempo approach. With Leeds, Bielsa is arguably working with a less technical group of players to usual, but this hasn't stopped him implementing his ideas successfully. In terms of formation, Bielsa has generally used a 4-1-4-1, although he has experimented with 3-4-3, 3-4-1-2, and even, at times, Bielsa's favourite old 3-3-1-3, which essentially means a diamond midfield with a three-man defence and a front trio. In goal is Kiko Casilla, formerly a backup at Real Madrid and a one-time Spain international. As you expect of goalkeepers from that country, he's comfortable in possession while also having the physical stature to cope in the championship. He's protected by a defence generally based around Liam Cooper, a left-sided centre-back who is dominant in the air, and Brighton low-knee Ben White. Both are capable of playing as full-backs if required, which summarises their technical quality and helps if Bielsa wants to move to a three-man defence. At full-back, Bielsa loves Northern Ireland international Stuart Dallas as he can play almost anywhere. Right-sided Luke Ayling or the attack-minded left-sided Ezjon Alioski will probably complete the defence. The latter has also been fielded on the right wing and wears number 10. In midfield, Calvin Phillips plays the holding role excellently and has demonstrated great ability in possession as well as doing his basic job of protecting the defence well. Adam Forshaw is a reliable performer alongside him, generally keeping his distribution simple, while Matthias Klitsch tends to make more forward runs than his midfield colleagues. The attack is based around Patrick Bamford, who leads the line well and has reached double figures in the championship this season, although arguably the greater threats here will be the counter-attacking speed of Jack Harrison and Helder Costa out wide, with the latter capable of dominating matches with his pace and trickery. Match Report Manchester United, Premier League, match day 21, 8pm Wednesday, January the 1st, 2020, Emirates Stadium. Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. Goals from Pepe and Socrates. First half. The Gunners started the game at a ferocious pace and we soon had our reward when Nicolas Pepe swept home inside the area. When Kanalshik's deflective cross fell to him on his left foot, Pepe was rampant on the right wing and nearly doubled the league when his curling effort from the edge of the area rebounded off the post and away to safety. But we continued to dominate possession and it was Socrates who grabbed our second goal. 
De Gea could only parry the corner to the path of the Greek defender as he smashed the loose ball home from under the crossbar. Second half. The visitors looked to put us under pressure after the break, but we increased our work rate and we closed down all over the pitch. When United did force their way back through, our determined midfield and back line, they found Bent Lino in excellent form at the other end. Alexandra Lacazette had a couple of chances to put the game to bed, but Mikel Arteta's side had done enough to earn a first win under the Spaniard in his third game in charge. Match stats. Total shots, 10. Shots on target, 4. Corners, 1. Offsides, 0. Fouls, 11. Possession, 49%. Teams. For Arsenal, head coach Mikel Arteta. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and white socks. 1. Bant Leno, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 3. Kieran Tierney. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 8. Danny Ceballos. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Masut Ozil. 11. Lucas Torreira. 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. 16. Rob Holding. 19. Nicolas Pepe. 20. Schroeder Mustafi. 21. Callum Chambers. 23. David Lewis. 24. Reese Nelson. 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper. 27. Konstantinos Mavropanos. 28. Joe Willock. 29. Matteo Ganduzzi. 31. Zird Kolasinac. 32. Emil Smith-Rowe. 33. Matt Macy, goalkeeper. 34. Granit Xhaka. 35. Gabriel Martinelli. 77. Bukayo Saka. For Leeds United, head coach Marcello Bielsa. Light blue shirts, shorts and socks. 1. Ilan Meslier, goalkeeper. 2. Luke Ayling. 3. Barry Douglas, 4, Adam Forshaw, 5, Ben White, 6, Liam Cooper, 9, Patrick Bamford, 10, Ezjan Alioski, 11, Tyler Roberts, 13, Kiko Casilla, goalkeeper, 15, Stuart Dallas, 17, Helder Costa, 19, Pablo Hernandez, 22, Jack Harrison, 23, Calvin Phillips, 28. Gaetano Berardi. 30. Kamel Miazek, goalkeeper. 34. Pascal Struijk. 36. Robbie Gotts. 38. Alfie McCalmont. 40. Leif Davis. 43. Matthias Klitsch. 44. Matthias Borgosch. 46. Jamie Shackleton. 47. Jack Clark. 48. Jordan Stevens. 49. Oliver Casey, match officials, referee Anthony Taylor, assistant referees Gary Bezik, Adam Nunn, fourth official Kevin Friend, VAR official Stuart Atwell, additional VAR official 
Mark Perry. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. A new season begins. A new thrill awaits. Visit Rwanda, official tourism partner of Arsenal Football Club. In the hard copy, there is a glorious photograph. The caption is, The canopy walkway in Rwanda's Nyangwe Forest is a hanging footbridge suspended 70 metres, 230 feet, above the forest floor and running a total length of 160 metres, 525 feet. The website, www.visitrwanda.com on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at visitrwanda underscore now.